Rotman. Welcome to the Rotman Marketing Podcast. Uh, it's hosted by the Rotman Marketing Association. We're uh, bringing marketing thought leadership to aspiring marketing leaders. My name is Conrad Balbino, and and I'm Christine Zhu. Uh, today, we're very lucky to have Samuel Ip, uh, head of marketing at eBay, joining us. And we're really excited to find out more about the exciting things uh, eBay is doing and how, you know, Sam, you got started um, and many more. So, Sam, thank you uh, for joining us and welcome. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. So perhaps we'll start with um, if you could tell us a little bit more about yourself, uh, you know, sure. how you got here since you had your MBA at McMaster. Yeah. And your role at eBay. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So, um Right after my master, I joined a, at that time, the, the, one of the cat major company called Nortel. I don't know if you oh, remember yeah. that. But, yeah, uh, yeah. So, so I joined Nortel as, uh, in their R&D department for, as a product manager. Uh, from there, uh, focusing on data networking and a lot of high-tech uh, core, like core networking technology. And then I moved into uh, Sony. And I spent a lot of most of my career at Sony. I spent over eleven years at uh, Sony wow. Canada, uh, including an uh, international assignment to Tokyo, Japan. Oh, that sounds awesome! Yeah, so that was a great experience. And then uh, after that, uh, I moved into digital marketing. Uh, four years ago, I decided to make a change of my career, and at that time, I um, joined uh, Johnson Johnson's uh, pharmaceutical arm, the Janssen Canada. Yeah. And uh, just recently, about a year ago, I uh, moved to uh, eBay here. So now I'm the head of uh, marketing at eBay. Uh, my responsibility would cover anything from on-site to external advertising marketing. So uh, from pay search, social marketing, affiliate marketing, all that would be part, uh, part of my responsibilities. Uh, Sam, uh, out of curiosity, it seems like you made a transition from a more technical background yes. to marketing, right? Yes. Can you tell us a little bit more about how that happened, that shift? Yeah, yeah that, I, I think that uh, a key theme that I want to brought up uh, through this conversation is that uh, you you need to understand your strength and your, your weakness. And throughout my career, I am I'm very self-aware in a very early stage of my career. Uh, I, I love data, I love uh, uh, technical marketing side, and the industry is moving into that direction, and I take on that opportunity to go from a technical uh, product manager, understand how a product works, how data networking, all the, all the uh, bit and byte, and taking that experience moving step by step into, uh, into marketing. And that trainings uh, from my technical background yields a lot of dividend in my current role and in my past role, at, even at Sony and uh, Johnson Johnson, because now data has become the new currency. A lot of the marketing uh, become more data-driven and insight-driven than previously uh, 10 or 20 years ago. And I honestly, I love that inside of yours just because we have a lot of people coming to Rotman for the MBA who are trying to get into marketing, right? Yeah. And uh, the other day I was reviewing this resume from a great candidate, but he has the perfect finance resume, right? Yeah. And he was trying to understand how to make that transition. And I think you're speaking really to like talk to your strengths and use the, those numbers to bring value. Yes. And and again, a lot of through this conversation, I would try to be very candid. And a lot of people may give you a very rosy picture and how their career develop. Uh, I will give you maybe some of the example or stories that uh, the downtime or the the yeah the bottom of your career and how you're trying to evolve from that. So uh, 
I, I joined Nortel right after my graduations, and I joined at the peak of the internet bubble. Oh, no. So at that time, Nortel was uh, over 100,000 people, and that was like 400 billion capital uh, uh, valuation company. So it's the <laughs> number one or number two Canadian uh, company at that time from a uh, capital value, purpose, uh, value uh, point, capitalization point of view. Uh, very quickly, in one or two years, the internet bubble burst, and I was being laid off. I was out of job in very early stage of my career. So that actually, when I look back, that was one of my best learning experience, how to get myself and look at my resume and prepare myself how to use the technical background and trying to evolve by myself. So uh, that was quite interesting. And I, I think a lot of the uh, students at MBA program may think of how to change their career too. Uh, that I think somewhat in line in that, uh, that thinking. So, yeah. so to that point then, yeah. uh, when you go into you know, applying for a position where you didn't have, let's say, very relevant experience Correct. for someone who's transitioning, uh, what do you think would be some of the things that you might have done that really helped you to stand out and convince the employer that you, know, you have those transferable skills that you yeah. would bring to this new career? Yeah, good, good question. Uh, I think that like, if you look at my career, I went from a technical background into marketing, and even from Sony moving into a pharmaceutical is a very different, uh, right. different industry. So I always think that in each job or each assignment, uh, even at school, each class, you learn something, and you try to build your, you try to package yourself and build yourself uh, in different skills. So not just their core technical skills, but also soft skill. Um, Give you an example would be uh, when I went to Japan for my international assignment, uh, I learned how to interact with the head office staff. Uh, when I was in Canada, uh, at Sony Canada, I'm one of their staff in the sales and like sales company here. Uh, so we interact with the head office, but until I went to Japan, uh, I then gained a lot of appreciation of how the head office worked, and that again a lot of dividends afterward when I joined Johnson Johnson and even right now at eBay. So I guess my, my point is that at different assignment, at different role, you learn something and you try to put all those together and package together for your potential or your future uh, employer. Yeah, and uh, honestly, that is a great insight because we have a lot of internationals around the moment, right? Yeah. And I understand that you have to do that uh, to Japan and there's a lot of cultural nuances. Uh, but also there are people who are coming to Canada and they're facing those uh, challenges with Canadians themselves, right? Yeah. So how would you, what would be your advice on helping these people better, and especially for marketing because you, you really have mm -hmm. to connect, right? Yes. How would, what would be your advice so that those people can, as fast as they can, really get a grasp of what the Canadians are about and how to make that into marketing? Oh, this is a good, good, good question. Um, again, go back to my, my key message is that you need to know your strength and weakness. And if you look at me, I'm probably not your traditional marketer. I'm not the marcom, I'm not the advertising. Like If you look back like 10, 20 years ago, if you think of a marketer, those are the, their expert or professional would build advertising. Like they, those are the copywriter, those are the, the one that can look at a message and or a business 
problem and then give you a message and to the consumer and try to convince the consumer to buy. So I know my, my strength is probably not that. Mm -hmm. But what I'm very good at is data marketing and looking at market trend, looking at the sales pattern, looking at the uh, relationship with retailers or with a business partner and trying to build, drill down and get the insight and pick on that insight and build on our business strategy. So for me, what worked for me is knowing my strength and then build on that. And I find employer appreciate that point, right? So uh, when I was at Sony, the, the company is really trying to build on the, the capability of how to get insight from the day-to-day -day sales. When I moved to Johnson & Johnson, you know, Jensen, also one key message, key focus for the company is how do you build insight from your day-to-day -day work and build a business strategy against that. When you look at marketing, uh, marketing the, the question for marketing is always, if you, have, if you have unlimited budget, marketing is easy, right? So you can do a mass marketing, you can go like TV commercial, you can do just buy everything, then you can get your message out. But more and more so, the, uh, the company that I work with and the people that I talk to us, budget is limited. How are you going to use the very limited budget to make the best uh, investment that you provide you the best result? And it just that, and I play on my strength for that. So, to go back to your question. So, for students that come out from uh, from other countries coming to Canada, or the, uh, students that want to get into marketing but don't have that core marketing, like not the traditional marketing uh, communication uh, skill set. My suggestion is looking at how marketing is evolving and play on your strength to build on that. Um, in my team, majority of the marketer are having sociology background, having some computer science background, not necessarily marketer, like what you see marketing, uh, traditional marketer would have. Uh, but I think that that's the great benefit of uh, a marketing department that see the diverse background because uh, you will you probably need few people. You still need uh, strong people on the conventional, the traditional marketing. But I think nowadays you need more of uh, like data scientists. People are focusing on statistics. Uh, people are very keen in learning new technologies. Those are the people that I think would also uh, be be a good candidate in the marketing field. So as you talked about data and technology, yep. clearly, you know, those are rapid areas of growth. Yep. Um, what would be some sources that you found helpful to keep up with the learnings? There's always new things happening, you know, yeah. where do you kind of go to? Um, for me, uh, I think looking at your own strength, for me, I, I'm a great learner. I love to learn. So anything new, anything interesting that really motivate me um, for me to learn all the new technologies following all the different companies, following the market leader. And throughout my career, I met a lot of smart, very smart people from the engineering side to the marketing side. You keep contact with them. You keep a good network of the people. You talk to them. And a lot of the time, like, I still do that it's, uh, throughout a year. I would just have coffee with some people that I met from Google, people that I met even from Yahoo, just giving them a call, just have a coffee, where's new, where, where are you working? Like, things that, we, obviously, we're not going into very deep into the, uh, what's the uh, project they're working on, but 
in at least you get a feeling or sense of where the market is moving. Um, and for example, like uh, right now in my role in a, at eBay, uh, e-commerce is very easy for me in a sense of how to keep track because everything is public information. So I do have subscribe all the newsletter from all the major e-commerce player, all the retailers. From there, you also uh, will get a sense of where the market is going. Uh, so I think that the key thing is you need to find out what you are passionate about. Uh, if you because it's not just that you're nine to five or your eight to six job is when you get up, the first thing you look at your phone is probably some in industry news. The time that you go home and you play with your kid, you probably also are reading news from the other uh, from the from the industry. So you you need to pick on an industry uh, that you're really passionate about. And for me, technology, e-commerce, and uh, digital marketing is where I'm passionate about. So I have no challenge or difficulties to just keep on absorbing information. Yeah. And I love that. And the thing is, what I personally find today is that there's so much information out there. Yeah. Right? I sometimes I subscribe to a news feed, and when I blink my eye, I look at it, it has 52 new news. I'm like, nope, can't handle 52 new informations. How do you, how do you make sure that when you're looking for that good insight, right, and that trend, how do you make sure you're not just being cluttered by, like, thousands of articles? That's, that's a good question. Uh, I don't have a good answer for that. I actually don't have a good solution for that. Uh, for me, it just... And I, I'm not saying that this is a good practice. Uh, it's just how you, I, I work. I look at the headline, and if the headline interests me, then I, I will uh, go further into the topic. Um, but also, I, I try, and I encourage my, my team to do that. Is throughout your calendar, book some time of your, your, your day or a couple hours of your week. You book that off your calendar, and you just read something and learn something interesting and something new for you. It's not always easy. Like, right now is the busiest season in e-commerce, so we can, I cannot do that. My team cannot do it. But throughout the year, when you have the downtime, just be very proactive and putting, setting off time uh, to do that. Uh, one of the advice that I got when I, in a very early stage, when I was at, uh, at my MBA program doing co-op, my uh, the advice I got is my manager at that time saying that on a Saturday morning I just set up three hours just reading journal just reading industry news that's the time that you absorb information so I, I think a good marketer or any professional is you need to have that discipline to set up the time to just learn something uh, it's very easy to just get drawn in your daily meetings and and different informations, but uh, if you proactively set up the time, I hope that would, uh, would be beneficial. Right, it has to be, become a habit. Yes. Yeah. Um, so seeing that you've worked across different industries, yeah. um, what have you noticed in you know, marketers that specifically sort of stood out in each industry, and what are some common uh, qualities or characteristics for, for those marketers? Yeah, so I, I would say I put marketing and just business strategy in general, because those two, two fields is uh, very closely related, if not overlap. Um, so I think that the one is uh, a learning, like things change so fast, especially in the technology field or uh, technology field, things change very fast in a, in a pace that, like if you 
this stuff for a couple months, things already move on. So you need to keep on learning, and you need to have that appetite to learn. So I see a lot of successful marketer or business leader uh, have that appetite. And then two is working very hard. So uh, I, I think this may sound cliche, but uh, a lot of the time, like when you meet a uh, business leader or a marketer, it may seem that very easy for the person to talk about the industry, to just stand up and be there. Uh, wonderful presentation, but the behind the scene, the work that has been done is phenomenal. Like I, I look at uh, even our, yeah, so even our managing director, uh, she is very capable and very successful in her field, but every time when there's a major presentation, the work that she put on is actually a lot, a lot of time behind the scene. But when you see that presentation, it's only five minutes or ten minutes, it seems very easy, but behind the scene, there's a lot of hard work. And I know that from from your program, everyone in your in your classes, everyone is working hard. Mm-hmm. So I think work hard and be very smart at the same time. Pick on, prioritize your, your, your work. Uh, that's two. The third thing I think uh, is successful marketer or a business leader would have is just not afraid to try new thing. Uh, and again, it sounds maybe very, is a common sense, but a lot of the time you will have hard decisions to make, to go on doing their things that would prove to be successful, or that you actually invest time, resources in a very disciplined way to look for new opportunity. That I think is challenging. And is when you need to put your money into doing that, that's where the challenge part. And I think the most challenging part is when the market environment is not good. You are short of money, and you still need to have that discipline to do that. I think that's challenging. And not many people can do that. Not many companies can do that. Uh, but I think I saw that throughout my career is the company and the people that actually have that discipline to challenge the status quo and be have that discipline to invest new and innovative way that those are the ones that eventually will be successful. It's like there's so much richness of information on everything you just said. I probably have a thousand questions, but I want to, as someone who's been working in marketing for a long time, I want to ask you one that I really caught my attention. So I, I'm 100% with you. We have to take risks, right? But what would be, how would you go about? Let's say uh, you have a junior manager in mm-hmm. a company, like most of our MBAs are going to be, and they they have not the hunch because I don't want I don't want to use guesswork, but they they had that insight based on data that something is going to work. But that's not what the company is known for doing. It might be a, a small thing or a big thing, but that has never been done. What would be your advice on how how do you sell that thing that breaks the status quo? I think you, and this is not a technical skill, this is a soft skill uh, for selling your idea. And for me, I will, I will tell you what worked for me, uh, because again, I, I, I don't know if this is the best practice, but it worked in the past, so I hope that it will work for some of your students. Uh, especially when you are in the early stage of your career, I think companies or good employers and good companies would value that uh, not only you're doing the things the company say that you should do, but 
the employer or the team leader should expand, and I think most of the good company do, uh, is expecting the new employee to challenge and to bring in new idea. So I think that that expectation. So you actually have the license to be to be the one be innovative. I think that most of company would do that. And in my past career, uh, from even at Nordell, Sony, Johnson and Johnson, and eBay, that I, I see that uh, people are very open. Um, if the company is not open, then I think you should ask yourself: Is this company good for me? Right. So, uh, so the people are generally open. But as I mentioned, this is when the when the money is tight and how the company and if the company still have that discipline or the willingness to invest, that is the the big questions. So the next step is you need to have your someone in the office or someone in your company be your champion. And that you need to build that network in the beginning of your your time. Like you need, you, it's not a sh- like I have an idea, I want to do it, and tomorrow you will get it done. That's it, you never work that way. So in the first day when you go to job, go to your new office, you start making your network. You start working with your uh, your managers, and hopefully that you build that core network that you have people can support you. And I truly believe that someone told me, said it before uh, in my early careers, and I think it's a very good advice, is you go to work every day, and you kind of want to, ex- you, you want to set your mindset that every day is more like your interview for your next job in your company, right? So your, your meeting with even your team or your new team or meeting with another team's take every opportunity as a time to as like an interview that you need to present yourself but build, build your core network because when you have a new idea uh, bounce idea with your your network and it would help you to refine your ideas and then you need to build your champion or someone that can mentor you and hope the champion can actually work with you and push your idea uh, on that fantastic note, thank you so much, Sam, for being here with us today. I'm sure that's a, that's so much great advice in what you just told us. So thank you. It was a great pleasure having you here. Thank you very much for having me. And uh, yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Sam. Uh, and thanks uh, for tuning in. This is Rotman Marketing Podcast, and you can find us on Facebook at Rotman Marketing. Until next time.